Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young Common Podcast. My name is Noah Weiss, and co-hosting with me today is my fellow engagement associate, Suzanne Snyder. We are super excited to be joined by Tara Noopson, the goalkeeper coach for the University of Minnesota women's soccer team. Tara, we are excited to have you on today. In today's episode, we will be telling you what it looks like to show the person of Jesus Christ to others through your actions. If you have not had a chance yet, go check out our last episode with the Deputy Athletics Director at the University of Louisiana, Lee Day Leone. You don't want to miss out on that as Lee shares on how to build professional relationships, how to find a mentor in the sport industry, and some great tips on the key items athletic directors look for in the hiring process. Tara, I'm really excited to jump into this topic with you, and I would love to start by asking first and foremost, what showing Jesus to others it looks like for you personally? Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. Um, I think we like to overcomplicate this question for sure. Uh, I think the verse that comes to mind initially when I think of that is from James 1.22's, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So I think, one, what does Jesus say about how we should live? So you have in Galatians 5 of living out the fruit of the Spirit, and I think it really starts with that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Um, and that really comes from abiding in Christ, right? So you have in John 15, abide in me and I in you. And I don't think we can really bear fruit unless we're abiding with Jesus and also being in his word. So I think when I'm, especially in the sport world or any any kind of context that you're in, of like being really conscious of like, am I really trying to bear fruit here? And I can't even do that on my own. So it's like the fruit of the spirit. So it's the spirit's ministry that is inside of me. And I, so I think we, it gets like, oh, I just want to be more patient with people. I want to be more joyful. I want to be more self-controlled. I'm like, in my own efforts, I cannot do that myself. That's why it's called the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit of me um, by any means like that. So it's um, so it's going and reading and abiding with Jesus. I think especially you have in Philippians 2, what does it mean to serve others? Especially that was a big, big ministry of Christ of like, what does it mean to bring a towel and basin to the workplace, to the people around you, whether it's with the non-believer or with your brothers and sisters in Christ? Um because that's, that's how Jesus called us to live, is humility and in service. And if I don't have humility, I'm definitely not going to be serving the people around me. So it's going to be about me and what I want. How can I better myself? Um, so the way that you serve shows, I think, the time that you have had with Jesus. And again, it all starts in the Word and in prayer. 
and like training yourself for godliness and holiness, which is what Christ really calls us to do, calls us to do. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so what are the different things you do on a daily basis to abide in the word? So you can go to practice, go to the office and like, yeah, I'm going to, these people are going to see the Holy Spirit in me. They're going to see the fruit of the Spirit in me today. Um, so what are different ways in which you abide in the Lord? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think it starts, I like to start my mornings off in prayer and in the Word. I'm also not perfect in that by <laughs> any means. I think it's just setting a really good a good routine in the morning because I think how you start your day is how probably how you're going to go about your day, um, especially when I'm like, okay, I can tell when I'm a little bit less patient with people if I'm not starting my day with Jesus or I'm not as joyful or I don't want to serve the people around me as much if I'm not starting my day in the Word. And really like abiding and beholding Christ in the morning. I'm like, you become what you behold. And if you're not doing that consistently over time, especially through his word, I mean, Christ calls himself the word. And if I'm not Mm. in the word, I'm not going to be like Jesus. Yeah. I love that point, Tara, about becoming what you behold and the importance of being in God's word. It's really a key aspect of abiding in the spirit, as you said And one thing I've noticed in my personal journey with Christ is we face three enemies with our flesh, with the world, and with the devil. And if we're not in God's word, those three enemies become really loud in our minds and in our souls. And we begin to fall away from God's will in our lives. So I love that point. I want to jump into a verse here. Jesus says in Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Tara, what does it mean to be a witness for Christ, and how do our actions impact that witness? Uh, Yeah, good question. I think that's a really, really high calling over our lives, is to be a witness of Christ. So it's really trusting that, like, one, I've been chosen by God to be His witness, and that's like, do we really take that seriously? Um, and really, and that comes from, am I abiding with Jesus to become more like him because of that call, that calling, not any, anything in and of myself that the Lord chose me, but he's like, I chose me you because I loved you. He's like, I love you because I love you. So I think to be a witness is to really give a testimony of what Jesus came to do. And that's through the gospel. And now it's more, it's not only becoming like Jesus, but now am I going out and living like Jesus to the people around me? Am I witnessing through my actions, through my words of what it means to kind of give a testimony of like, hey, this is the gospel. Like, am I now living that out, preaching it to others? Because um, I think you can tell really quickly if somebody has a heart for the Lord and by the way that they speak and live and like, man, can you hear the light and the life that is in them? Um and I'm still trying to figure this out on my own. Um, again, I don't think it's as complicated as we think it is. I think the tendency is to think of like, I need to do this huge, crazy thing for God. And you have in that verse of like, kind of what I hear there is like, be where you are. God is also the God of now. He is the God of the past and also the God of the future, but he's the God of now. And I think the tendency is like, well, I need to wait till God places me somewhere else to be a witness. I'm like, no, the, the trusting like the Lord will establish your steps, mm-hmm. and if He calls you to go, go. But also serve and be faithful to where you are now, and to be prepared. If He does ask you to go, you're now prepared to be a witness of Christ there. Because if I'm not a witness of Christ now, and I'm waiting, there's no shot I'm going to be prepared to go when He calls. 
Um, so it's kind of like building a training ground. I mean, we're always, I think, training, especially if we're putting it in sports terms. Like, um, and like, okay, like the word is my training ground. And now I'm in the game when the Lord is calling me to go and when I go out, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's if you're a full-time missionary, um, or whether that's like, hey, you're a stay-at-home mom. Like you are being a witness wherever you are. So I think it's like trusting, like, okay, the Lord has me here, the, and then the Lord will bring me to other places and establish my steps there. Yeah, and what tangible ways do you find yourself, like, being a witness to your team? Um, I know, like, I played Division One athletics, so um, I know that it kind of gets tricky and there's some moments when you're like oh like I want to maybe share a bible verse with this person or you know be like hey God loves you but Mm -hmm. um it's not really the space for it so what are ways that you can maybe do that without being explicit that like telling them like this is the gospel and you're loved by Jesus (laughs) you know uh, it's really tough because there's many moments I'm like, I just want to share Jesus with you. And again, there's so many different barriers, but I think it's just like, um, are you like, can you serve them? And I think it's a lot about intentionality and awareness. I think all people really need is like somebody who really, who's really intentional and somebody who's consistent in that. So especially with the athletes or coaching staff, I'm like, how do I be really intentional and care and listen especially the listening piece is really important because then I'm going to like, oh, I'm going to check in with you later. Whereas like the world, they're like, oh, thanks for sharing that. And I'm going to move on. But now I'm like, hey, I heard you say this. Like, how are you doing with this? And like that, that love and showing the love and care of Christ, even without kind of being like, hey, Jesus loves you and actually really cares for you. And there might be moments where like, hey, I'm just going to be led by the spirit and go out with boldness, kind of what the Acts church prayed for. He's like, we're going to pray for boldness and pray for opportunity and open doors and also trusting that the Lord is sovereign over that and like really being like, I'm okay, I'm called to be a witness, even if it means like I might get a small form of persecution and like maybe get a talking to, but am I willing to do that because there are souls on the line? Mm-hmm. So I think it is a balance of like, all right, so hey, I'm going to be really intense with you. I'm going to I'm going to show that I really love and care for you and bear fruit in that way. And then also pray of like, Lord, would you change their hearts? Would you kind of prepare the soil of their hearts so when they do hear it or when I maybe get the opportunity to share, that like their hearts are going to be continued to be tilled by the Lord in that. Kind of going off that, Terry, I think that's an interesting point that there is some some fear of persecution, right? And, I, you know, you feel that in the, especially in the secular sports workplace. You work at the University of Minnesota. It's not a Christian institution how do you overcome those fears of like, man, I love this job. I don't want to mess it up, right, by saying something that isn't, it doesn't fit the guidelines. So how do you overcome that fear? Yeah, I think it's like praying just the boldness piece and courage of like in my own efforts, I won't do it and I can't do it. But with the spirit inside of me, really trusting him and look at the, the apostles and like especially through the Bible, they didn't really care of what other people thought of them. Like, do I love Jesus more than what could happen to me? Because I think the biggest thing is like the self-preservation, which is, I think, in all of us. But in the sense of like, okay, I'm actually called to deny myself and pick up my cross and follow Jesus, even if that's like, a, hey, I could get in trouble for this. But really 
really thinking about souls are on the line and eternity is on the line, not saying that the Lord needs me by any means um, in that, or like he's like, hey, I need you to share because through you, like people will come to know me. That's not it. But it's really trusting that by the faithful preaching of the word in those spaces, accompanied by the Holy Spirit, because God is omnipresent uh, and really trusting that, hey, God is sovereign over this space and that he also will protect his people. And kind of uh, when the disciples um, were kind of rejected in the New Testament, he's like, uh, dust off your your feet and keep going um, and stuff like that. So I think it's it's really tough. I'm, there is a fear there. And I think, but the Lord says, he's like, do not fear for I am with you. Um, it's really be like, do I have a big view of God in those spaces and a small view of me in that space? love that response, Tara. And I think having that big view of God, as you said, can be really hard in an industry that idolizes people and athletes. So I appreciate you bringing some light to that. You know, I think this is a great transition to our next question. What are the temptations and pressures you have faced in the sport industry that have made it hard to show Jesus through your actions? Uh, yeah. Um, especially being a student athlete too like it's hard being back in that environment so the lord saved me through that environment which was really great but i think the tendency as christians is also to think just because now i've been saved and regenerated by the lord like now i'm not going to face the world the flesh and the devil like oh i'm good or even worse is like oh i won't fall in the same ways that the unbeliever does which is also untrue so i think like psalm one comes to my to my mind of like, oh, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So especially, and, and Christ lived that out perfectly. So I'm like, we will not live that out perfectly, but it gives us a good model. And I think, um, like when I think of the sport industry of like slander, gossip, even like drinking, like that's like, that's still a big thing in the world, whether you're an athlete or not, like that's still, that temptation is still there. Or even the smallest of things is like the music in the weight room. Like you're yeah. being tempted to think of things that are not of heaven because of what you're hearing and everything like that. Um, even like materialism, gear, all the things in the sport industry, and I think the enemy is so subtle in that because it's like the smallest things that you overlook and don't think of that will be used to kind of tempt you and to take your eyes away from the Lord. Um, I think a lot of pride, I know that's something that I have to be really cautious of and like, wow, I'm coaching at a Division One university, like this prestige and status that can come with that. Um, and it's, it's really hard and I've definitely failed, but the Lord's been really gracious even in that too. Um even like swearing and stuff like that, like it's a environment in anger. So th there's a lot of things. So I think it's just like staying rooted in the Lord and in the word. And also the biggest thing is you can't do it alone. So bringing your brothers and sisters in Christ with you in it, because in the end, if you're not like you will fall inevitably, because you can only kind of do it on, it, there's no lone wolf Christianity, especially in those spaces. Am I being a child of light in those spaces? which means walking in the light with my brothers and sisters. Hey, I'm, I'm struggling here, even being really honest with them. Um, so I think it's really tough, and the temptations of the world are still at our ear, and I think with Christians we are way more aware of it. So it almost seems like it's really hard and way harder to be like, oh, i got to fight and stand firm. 
But it's really like Ephesians 6 is just putting on the armor of God. Like God has given us the armor to stand firm in our faith in those environments. Yeah, that's really good. A lot of (laughs) just great words of wisdom, um, everything you've talked about. But um, yeah, bringing brothers and sisters of Christ along with you, what does that look like? Is there anybody in your department that you can, um, that is a believer that you talk to about this kind of stuff or... um, yeah, some of these work issues, or maybe not issues, but um, yeah, who do you bring the these struggles um, with work and living in such a secular environment? Um, yeah, how do you be held accountable, I guess? There's actually nobody at the U, at least right now, that I've connected with or talk, been able to talk to about these things. Um, so it get, can get pretty tough. You're like, wow, I kind of feel like a lone ranger in at the U. Um, but I think it's just like, I'm still called to be a child of light. So obviously my husband is somebody that I love to share things with and holds me accountable in a really deep way. And then also some of my sisters in Christ, um, that I'm really close with. And I think a lot of that comes from like vulnerability because it's not like, Hey, I'm really struggling. I'm like, what are you struggling with? Like, it's being honest. Hey, I'm really struggling and my heart's being tempted with pride or with drinking or with all these things. This is what I'm hearing in my day to day. I'm like, am I willing to be very honest with the people in my life and more just like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with this today. I'm like, that's not what a child of light is or what that means. Um, So it's kind of like, am I willing to live out my identity as a child of light, which God calls me to? Um, So I think it comes with vulnerability, humility, and honesty with the community around me, around me, especially in being, it's like a painfully honest with the people around me because we don't grow there. Um, And I'm kind of doing myself a disservice and not sharing. And like, I think sin feeds on secrecy and feeds on the dark. And that's why Jesus is like, come and be and walk in the light knowing that it actually produces light and life in me tara i loved your point on the fact that sin feeds on secrecy and oftentimes as believers we feel like we cannot share things we're struggling with because we're followers of christ we can't have sin still it's supposed to be out of our lives and i think that's such a lie from the enemy because even though we're in the blood of jesus and we're forgiven and we're saints in his eyes We are still going to battle sin just as anybody else would. And so I think it's important that we bring those things to the light so that in that process, the Lord can remove those sins from us that we're not sinning against Him. And I've noticed in my own life that when I become honest about what I'm sinning with um, and what I'm struggling with, that the people around me become accountability partners. And I feel like that burden is lifted off my shoulders. And the Lord really uses those other people to move through you and really take that sin out of your life. So it was a powerful thing, and I really appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Tara, thank you so much for coming on today. It was an honor to have you on, and we are grateful for your faithfulness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our training experience on our website, at UncommonSG.org. That's UncommonSG.org. Be sure to catch every new episode of the Uncommon Podcast on the second and last Thursday of every month. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you soon.